Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast, where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level. Your host, Victoria, is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry, helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses. Now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you. Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast. Welcome back if you've been here before. If not, welcome. Um, My name is Victoria Rocca. You might know me as Victoria Glam if you follow me over on Instagram. I am the owner of the Microblading Institute and Brow Sister PMU Products. I am also an international speaker and I educate people on all things beauty business. So I would like to chat with you a little bit today about something that no one asked for, but I feel like everyone needs to know. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about partnerships. So we have all seen this play out in real life and somehow no one recognizes it in their own personal situation when it gets to business. We all know two of the very best friends who graduated high school, went off to college, became roommates, and before the lease was even up, someone's dad was moving furniture again, right? And then maybe they never spoke again, or maybe, like my sister and her best friend did this, and they are the best of best friends, okay? They even have the same freaking name, but... um, They didn't choose that. I don't know why I included that, but they do. They're both named Rachel. Um, They had one of these big breakups, right? But they're still best friends. They just took like a three-month break or something. And then they started chatting again. And as long as they each had their own space and they each were in charge of their own stuff and their own things and nobody was telling anybody else how to live, um, yeah, they still are best friends, you know, 15, 20 years later. But no one, everyone has seen that happen. No one puts that into business, right? Like, that's so funny to me that no one can, can draw the parallels because I don't think that there's anything more personal in life than the way that you run your business because it directly um, affects the way that you, you structure your own life, right? I think that it directly um, affects the way that your entire life is impacted because it's how you earn a living, which is how you fund the rest of your life. Unless your job is a hobby, in which case, what are we arguing about anyway? What do you need a partner for anyway? I think a lot of people rush into partnerships in business thinking that this is going to alleviate at least half of the financial burden. It's going to alleviate a whole lot of the workload. And then it turns out like a group project in school where one person feels like they're doing all the work. The other person either feels like they're coasting and whatever, or they might feel Feel shut out of the business because they, you know, maybe human design types or personality types or astrology signs or the, the sun and the moon or whatever, um, don't align. And these two people, no matter how often they text or call each other, which texting kills partnerships, but whatever, um, they're, they're just not communicating in the right way. And somebody feels like they're doing all the work and somebody feels shut out and profits are not being made because people are not on the same page. And if this were two college roommates, they would be ripping up that lease right now. So how are people actually making partnerships work within their corporations or within their beauty businesses? Let's talk about it. I, (laughs) let's, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So first of all, I think there are some key considerations for partnerships. There are some things that you really need to consider, right? Because they're a great way to grow your, your, your business. They're a great way to increase brand awareness and a great way to access new markets, but it's important to approach them strategically 
to ensure that you guys have like a, a successful and equitable outcome. So first I say complementary brands. So complementary um, partnerships would be brands that complement your own. So if it's two brands that are going to work together on a project, just make sure that they're complementary. They're not, you know, like for example, a skincare brand would partner with a makeup brand um, to offer a com one complete like beauty solution, right? And you don't want to have two people kind of competing for the same market. So whereas a skincare brand and a makeup brand can both go after the same market, they're not in conflict with one another because it's not or, it's and. I need to take care of my skin and I want like makeup that helps to take care of my skin as well, right? So that makes sense. But if it were going to be, you know, two different makeup brands competing to like, oh, we're both going to advertise our concealer, you're only going to get one one person is only going to get that market share. You know what I mean? So then the uh, next I would say shared values. So partnerships with brands that share the same values or visions for your business are really important. And we see this a lot in politics where people say our, our values were just not aligned. So we're not going to be working with them anymore. In cancel culture, that's a big thing. Um, they will, they, they'll use that phrase, right? Like our values did not align. So we are removing ourselves from partnership or working with this person in the future, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this ensures that there's like a cohesive brand partnership that's aligned with your overall brand image. So it's not going to tarnish your brand image or your brand reputation. You have to make sure that you guys believe in the same things and that you have the same end goals. Does that make sense? So you don't want to be working with someone who's like, I mean, I don't, I hate talking politics, so I don't want to say take this stand or that stand, but you know what controversial stances are. And if you're on this side and they're on that side of an issue and you're both vocal about it, or one of you is vocal about it and the other is just harboring secret resentment, it's not necessarily a brand marriage made in heaven. So <clears throat> I, I would like you to notice right here though, that these partnerships are not two people opening a business together but instead they are temporarily fusing their businesses together for different projects. I think that's the only way that you're really gonna make partnerships work. Outside of husbands and wives, which by the way, divorces all the time. Divorces all the time, divorces every year. People divorce all the time for much smaller things. So I still don't even recommend it there. I have seen more businesses have to be split and then somebody's got to rebrand and then everybody's arguing and we got to get lawyers involved. Who owns the brand name? Who owns the clients? Who owns the marketing that we've already done? Blah, 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 blah. Because they don't agree on how to just operate the business, daily operations. It's just not worth it in my opinion. I just don't, I, I rarely, rarely see it work out. But when it's two different brands, you're not telling me how to run my business. I'm not telling you how to run your business. I'm just saying that we could both get something out of partnering our two businesses for this one project, for this one media campaign, for this one um, course that we're selling, for this one panel that we're speaking at. I, I think then it's a really smart idea. But let's move on. Another thing that you really need to consider before partnering with anyone would be clear objectives. So partnerships need to have clear objectives and they need to have goals already stated this includes uh i mean anything really but let's let's say um increasing sales that's one of our goals our objective is to reach new audiences um, we want to create this new product line and we're going to do it together so <clears throat> having those clear and those clear objectives having those goals already written out having things spelled out really eliminates a lot of confusion from the business and it makes communication between the two businesses and expectations between the two businesses crystal clear 
So there's a lot less confusion. There's a lot less uh, room for people to kind of become bitter with one another. Um, if we're working towards the same goals and objectives, then we're on the same team. Defined roles, I would say, is another one. So um, what I mean by that is like partnerships that have clear responsibilities for each partner. I'm responsible for these things. You're responsible for those things. We all did this in school, right? Whenever they would force us to do group projects, which was always a terrible idea because two or three people did everything and three or four people did nothing. <laughs> if you are divvying those out as adults and you're being really reasonable and responsible, you say, hey, our team is responsible for these four objectives. Your team is responsible for those four objectives. And then you can delegate in-house. So you still get to run your team the way that you would run your team. And as long as you guys are accomplishing the goals that were set forth for you and you're making sure that everything is uh, running right on your side and the other side does the same thing everybody's a responsible mature adult in the situation then I think you're kind of killing it I th you can't go wrong that way I would say defined roles and clear objectives are the cornerstones of making partnerships work I would say so <clears throat> now that we've kind of discussed some of the considerations you should have before even forming a partnership let's talk about benefits obviously increase brand awareness my friend Sheila talks about this all the time and honestly she really um puts her money where her mouth is right so partnerships can really help um to increase your brand awareness because there is it exposes you to a new audience and a new market and um my friends if you're in the beauty industry and you know shay danielle and um sheila bella they do this flawlessly actually they are real life best buds they really are best buds they like talk all the time They're best friends they've slept at each other's houses the whole shebang they really are best buds it's not a marketing ploy but um, they also like to do projects together because it's fun. Neither is telling the other what to do within their own business. It's just a partnership for like one or two projects that they do together. And because of that, they get to have like, you know, they'll host um, a girls night in like a live together that they're both on. And that means that Sheila is introduced to Shay's audience and Shay is introduced to Sheila's audience. And isn't that freaking smart? Because if these two people already share a lot of core values and they have a lot of similarities in their marketing because they are each other's ideal client, right? Like they're very aligned. They're best friends. So they already have a lot of, in common. If you like Shay, you'll probably like Sheila and vice versa. And so one introduces the other to her friends and this one introduces the other to her friends. And it is just the perfect marriage. It, it creates that brand awareness. It's so smart. Genius, actually. And it serves everyone. Um, <clears throat> access to new markets is another um, benefit of partnerships because partnerships can give you access to new markets that you didn't already have like organic reach in on your own. So if let's use Sheila and Shay again, Shay is in Canada, Sheila is in California. So if you're in Canada, you more than likely know Shay because I feel like she's just massively immensely popular for good reason. She's like a Victoria's Secret angel. And same with Sheila in California, right? Like she's a, a cute little playboy bunny. I feel like everyone knows who Sheila is and she's just like bubbly and quirky and she's got that little personality that everyone wants to, she fills a whole room when she walks in with her voice. You know what I mean? I don't mean she's loud. I mean, she's like someone who commands attention. So where people in California might not know Shay, um, they will now because they know and follow Sheila and she incorporates Shay into so much of her marketing just because they're best friends. So it's a, that's a different market. It's not even just like creating brand awareness 
globally or whatever, California is its own market and she can break into it now and use USD instead of Canadian, et cetera, et cetera, because she has this in with another brand. Because whether we like it or not, we are all brands, are we not? Also, I think, um, yeah, so brand awareness, new markets, and I think shared resources and innovation. So let's talk about shared resources. You can share your own resources like marketing materials, distribution channels, um, all of that, which will save you time and money as you're accessing new markets. Now, let me tell you about a time that this happened for me. And actually, it came from Sheila and Shay. So I was at like 9,000, I don't know, 800 and something followers, something like that, about uh, two years ago. And at this point, lockdown hadn't happened yet, I don't think, or had it. I don't know. But anyway, um, I, I wasn't experiencing growth on Instagram like I am now. So I remember saying like, I'm so close to 10k. I, I don't know why I want to hit 10k. Like it doesn't really matter. You guys have told me nothing amazing happens. But I would love the swipe up feature. And at the time you needed 10k for the swipe up feature. I was like, I'm so close. They said, Oh, we can get you there. And they put together this absolute machine. It was crazy. It was so crazy. So we wound up doing four giveaways over the course of a month. So one giveaway every week. And it was a collaborative effort. So you know, we had four or five different brands in it and everybody had something that they were, you know, giving away for free or whatever. And um, one person had the sign up form and one person had the thank you page and everybody got a copy of the email list and you had to be following all the accounts. Like we shared all of those resources together and everybody, you know, we had very clear and defined goals. We had very clear and designed roles. I was in charge of creating the actual graphic. And because it was the first time that I was doing it for a group, Sheila helped me tremendously with that. (laughs) Sheila kept sending it back to me and being like, change this color, change this font. I don't like it. Change it. Move this. Can you try moving that circle? Can you try making it bigger? Make it smaller. (laughs) I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. But she understands the psychology of sales. She really understood how to make some, a really attractive graphic that would get us kind of the most bang for our proverbial buck, right? Like how to get us the most views and follows so that I could hit that 10K. And I did. I did it within the first two weeks. But Uh, Yeah, because everybody kind of gave something different. Everybody kind of built a different piece. And we used different pieces of everyone's funnels. Everybody got to benefit from that huge giveaway. And that's exactly why your favorite brands and accounts and influencers do these big joint giveaways. Yes, they're fun. And we get to be in a group chat with our girlfriends and like play on Canva together. And we get to go live with each other whenever it's time to do the actual giveaway. And that shit is fun. And it's fun to engage and chat with people in your community. And it's fun to see somebody who really needed something get it because there's nothing more exciting than the girl who didn't think she was going to win winning. That is like a it's like a win for yourself too. But also it accomplished the goals that we had set out to create, right? So by using those shared resources and kind of collaborating together and, and putting the whole project together piece by piece, I think the sum, um, the, the product of that giveaway was greater than the sum of all of its parts. Like if just I had done it, or if just Sheila had done it, or if just Shay had done it, or if just Amanda had done it, it would have been different, smaller scale than all of us doing it and reaching all of our audiences and pooling all of our resources. Am I making sense? I know that I kind of fumbled the way that I said it, but anyway, I think that partnerships can be a really, really powerful tool for growing your beauty business. So long as when you are approaching these partnerships, you are not actually creating your business and giving someone else 50 or 60% of the say in your business, but instead using them complimentary, 
right? Making sure that you guys have shared values, shared goals, clear objectives, defined roles, and that there's an end date on it. Make sure you have an exit plan so that you can go back to living your life without making it feel like work, like work. Um, Anyway, (laughs) like I said, no one asked for this, but if it did pique your interest and you would like to continue this conversation, please do so with me over on Instagram. You can find me at victoria.glam. Just shoot me a, a message. If you're following me, it will come to me. If you are not following me and you shoot me a message, it will likely die in message requests beneath these bazillion bots. They want to give us every new feature on Instagram except for killing the bots. So um, anyway, also, if you like listening to my podcast, if you find this helpful, if you just enjoy hearing from me every week, or if maybe there are some topics that you wish I would touch on, please leave me a review, leave me some feedback over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or um, Amazon Podcasts. I think we're on there as well. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you for spending time with me this week, and I will see you later. Bye. Bye.